1: Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. I'm Simon and I am here with Joe Scrabbles. Yo! And Matt Perslow. Hello! Oh, you didn't go for a yo as
2: well? No, I'm out? not. I'm not street enough for a yo. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> I it's... Go, for, it's not, I mean, yo it's, yo. it's barely my vibe, so <laughs> whether it's Matt's vibe is not entirely I'm never afraid to go for a
1: yo. I sometimes may even throw in a holler. Um, but that's only if I'm feeling like an idiot. Uh, <laughs> Oh, did we all have a
2: nice night last night watching all the Xbox stuff? I mean, you, we work for a living. <laughs> you get to watch it. We have well, to I work didn't, through it. Well,
1: for other reasons I can't discuss now, I didn't actually get to watch most of it. So, uh, Doctor's appointment. Yes, <laughs> it's, it's not that. It is for another game. Uh, what, so you've not watched what
3: we're about to discuss? No, I
1: have this morning. I have right. caught up and I watched it last night. I just couldn't watch it live with everyone and, you know... Enjoy everyone going, tweeting the words, wow. You can't uh, be part whatever of the, they were
2: doing. the discourse. Everyone <laughs> yeah. loves the discourse and the uh, culture. Uh,
1: exactly. I can't wait to tell you what I think. So let's start off with the big hitter. One of the yeah. first announcements: Ballon Wonderland. Yeah, Wonder baby. World, sorry, sorry. World. <laughs> I keep on calling it Ballon Wonderland. It is Ballon Wonderworld. Wasn't actually in the mainstream, so you may have missed this. It was in uh, the big Keeley Pre
2: show. Keeley uh, Pre. Yeah. It's a square next platformer, uh, yeah. Um, but you're missing out the fact that it's created by Sonic, the exactly. creator of Sonic and Knights, which exactly. is legit. Uh, um, I still it think looks, it looks, definitely looks, looked old school. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it looks quite bad. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not a person who's ma- massively attached to Sonic or Knights. Um, I will say that Yuji Naka made the best ever Street Pass game on 3DS. And that's oh. to me his crowning achievement, um, Street Pass Mansion. If you're interested, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think it looks fine. I really like the idea of a platformer where there are like 80 costumes, all of which give you different abilities. So it feels like it's built to be. It's basically right. It's Dynasty Warriors but it's a platformer. (laughs) Uh, In as much as I I imagine all of those things are quite shallow, but I love it when there's dozens of different things to try across the course of one game.
1: What it did is remind me of, what was the um, kind of action platformer, the one with the dice um, shown at PlayStations? Was that
2: PlayStations? Oh, um, the one I like. (laughs) Um, Lost in Random.
1: Lost in Random. It reminded me of that, but then all it did was make me want to play that more than (laughs) Yeah. And Balon Wanderer. Um, but yeah, I was only throwing that in as a little joke, because of course, the big one is Halo Infinite, which, I think I've said before, I don't really have much of a connection to Halo, mm-hmm. um, so this is going to be more, I think, you two talking about Halo Infinite, because I watched it, I thought it looked fine. As someone who's not into Halo, it didn't do anything for me that made me want to get into Halo, is what I'll say. It
2: just looked like Halo. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like they are being incredibly studious uh, and some would say perhaps too much um, in making a game that looks like it's attempting to to recreate Halo 1 Um, to the point where that whole sequence some have said looks like a mod of Halo 1. (laughs) Um, And for better and worse, so to me, I came out of it broadly very excited for Infinite because it is doing the stuff I've wanted 343 to do with Halo, which is try and be bungy, rather than make these big cinematic campaigns that they've been making with four and five which were fine but just not my thing um and it sounded right and all the grunts fell over in the right way and the guns shot it, like made nice sounds and the crosshair does the big headshot marker and like lots of stuff that i like um it does look bad though doesn't it yes. like i'm not yeah. fond for like i'm okay with
1: games not looking great but i feel like as your massive game to launch your
2: new console it should look better than that so they have specifically said since announcement that pandemics hurt them and i do wonder whether they just got to a deadline and were like we literally can't give you the proper version of it and they've told us that ray tracing is being added in a later patch which implies to me that the game will evolve technologically as well as with content over time which obviously isn't ideal but I think I'd rather have seen a bunch of gameplay at a low, uh, like low quality, than I would just to have been shown nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I they don't know have not shown gameplay of this game. No, though. and I don't know how much it is going to evolve. And I think part of the problem of Halo's messaging is less that they've showed a game that doesn't look up to scratch, but more that they haven't said whether that is what it will look like or not, um, mm. which is an issue. I will say it hasn't made me not want the game like i don't really care what halo looks like too much as long as it plays right and it so looks I, like it does i remember when
3: halo 3 came out and obviously that was the first halo 1 360 and it was supposed especially coming after gears of war mm. which set a graphical bar for that console at the time halo 3 kind of looked a bit rubbish yeah. Like it got the the thing that's always carried Halo is that it has a great art style. I think that like shiny carapaces on all of the the covenant things and and that super kind of industrial it's almost like alien's light, isn't it in terms of its UNSC kind of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I think that's always carried it. So I wasn't expecting Infinite to look like a super shiny from the future game. But yeah, it there's something about it, its global lighting that looks a bit
1: off. It makes everything look so flat. Like, yeah. All like the rocks and stuff. Like, yeah. I, I don't want to just pick on this game because yeah. mm. there was a lot to like from it. So yeah,
3: one it of the things great. that... Yeah, because... So it, when when me and Joe were watching it along with like Jesse and, and, and Dawnbush from when we were doing the news team, the first thing I said was like, it's the nostalgia pang when he comes out of that dropship and it is like when the dropship lands on the first halo installation in the first game and i have been waiting for halo to sort of be able to recreate that moment for a good what 10 years now Mm -hmm. um so it's got what i'm looking like the shotguns that are like the brute shots and and all of those little bits um the thing that i wonder about like was this this has had a long development process was this originally going to be an Xbox One game? And because it's been going for so long now, it's a an Xbox Series X game. And you've also got... Which I think is an admirable thing from Microsoft, is the whole idea of we're making games for your Xbox platform. It's not like... If you don't want to get a Series X next, just stick with your Xbox One and you can well, play is, Halo.
2: Yeah, this is a wider discussion that I think yeah. we can have at the end. But yeah, I, there's there's a lot of chat where... I think people sound like they're fucking Xbox shareholders rather than <laughs> people who might get to play a game. Uh, where it's like, well, what's the point of me getting a Series X then? I'm like, you don't have to. Eat. If you don't want one, yeah. don't spend £500. Like, <laughs> it's such a bizarre angle of thinking mm-hmm. to me.
3: But that is one of the explanations to why maybe it doesn't look as great, right? Because it's designed to run across multiple cons multiple hardware variants of a pc yeah like maybe and maybe that's something that we have to think about for the future is maybe not all the xbox games for the next couple of years are going to look stellar because maybe they are being targeted like you look at something like everwild which looks absolutely beautiful but not graphically stunning like mm-hmm. in terms of ray tracing and stuff like that it finds its its beauty in something else so Maybe I mean, it's that's... exactly
2: the same thing as what happened with Breath of the Wild, essentially. Mm-hmm. That was a game built for Wii U that got ported to Switch. And yeah. there were compromises made, but you can do good stuff with that. Yeah. Um, no. yeah, yeah but, like, to Halo. Yeah. Wii we... Go on. I was going to say, there's so the stuff that actually interests me more out of yesterday... So Ryan and Miranda from the US team got to... Uh, do proper big interviews about this and i don't know if they saw any more, but they certainly talked about it a lot more and the stuff that really interests me about halo beyond the gameplay is like how they're planning on releasing it like we have this headline on the site which is there won't be a halo infinite 2 which is true but i think it hides what the 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 core of the story is to me that halo infinite is being treated like a platform like And they were talking about this last week, but in more coded terms, that they've been looking at how Master Chief Collection works. And it feels like Halo Infinite is essentially Master Chief Collection 2. They're going to release a campaign in it, they're going to release multiplayer in it, but that it is ultimately an umbrella for Halo as it continues through the ages, whatever that ends up being. Um, And I think that sounds fucking brilliant. Like Master Chief Collection turned into an incredible thing. And the idea that we're going to continue to be able to do this, and that they're going to do those flighting programs inside there so you'll get to test things ahead of time. And, like, there's a lot about that approach that I think seems very smart. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm excited about th- that being a part of what Halo is. And I think we, having
3: yeah. part of the Halo ring, right, is part of it is an open world. Like, they've said that there's a kind of slightly more traditionally structured campaign that leads you to it. Like, that is a perfect place to start adding because it's got this optional objectives thing where you pursue elements of the the missions that you're doing in your own way the idea of it just being able to halo is full of secrets like skulls and terminals to go and find mm. like the idea that just over time that campaign almost becomes richer because there are just new things being added to it that's a cool direction they could take it in like adding like how um, war zone has just been added to modern warfare the idea mm. that there are just these bits of extra sweets but one of the things is so my housemate is currently playing through Master Chief Collection in an unusual way. He's doing um, Upside Down. No, so this is something that <laughs> I'm really <laughs> um, So you can do like these playlists where you're going through kind of like here's every mission that Master Chief has been in, or here's every mission that Arbiter's been in, or mm. and and sort of like playing them as almost like challenge playlists and they'll add like remixes in and stuff like that. That's a really cool thing to do for a new game and i kind of like the idea that like it's not a service game but it has these massively replayable kind of ideas to it and you say you know it's a platform that's built for future experiences rather than just like this one and done campaign and a multiplayer suite
2: yeah
1: mm-hmm. um are we any clearer on halo of knowing if it is one open world or if there's like multiple open big levels do we know
2: my guess and i don't know if we know this i think it's kind of like the ring is a hub that will lead you to individual missions that's the impression i get anyway um but yeah i don't know whether they've been as clear as saying here is what the open world is structured like but we've seen that map pop up and it does look certainly like the ring area whatever that means in a wider gameplay sense is expansive so that's quite cool um, yeah, like I, I totally see why people came out of this talking about one thing, but I think there's a lot being missed yeah. about what's well, exciting I think about we've this. We've kind of nailed it here. Is if like you guys,
1: you like Halo and have loved Halo, you're seeing a lot in that that you love. Yeah. Whereas me, who doesn't have any real connection, Taylor, I'm going. It looks exactly like Halo, and that's never
2: brought me in in the first place. Yeah. So- um, I will say what's bizarre is. Go look at Halo 4, which is by the same studio and came out in 2012 on Xbox 360. And tell me which one looks like the more modern game. <laughs> it's really strange. Like, it's like they just changed priority and I There's can't work out a, what that is.
3: a slightly different... art. Like, I think Halo 4 and 5 went for a slightly more gritty, realistic yeah. look. And I don't know if that was a, a pressure from, you know, Gears of War is the big flagship now for Xbox and seemed to have taken over... So you look at all the guns in Halo 4 and 5, they've got quite a lot of like scratches on them and there's mm. a lot of texture to the barrels and stuff like that. And Halo Infinite looks more like Bungie's approach to Halo's art style, which is, it's not like it's a cartoon graphic novel or anything like that, but it is a lot smoother and a lot cleaner. Mm. So yeah, I don't know if kind there's of... kind of a... That nostalgia doesn't just run in the fact that the environments are finally open again. Like that nostalgia does feel like it's... It sort of looks like... as You say a remaster of an Xbox game... To a degree.
1: Mm. Yeah, It kind of... um, Reminds me that I was fully expecting... To briefly talk about something we didn't see... I was fully expecting to see... The new Call of Duty last night. Mm, Uh, Me too. It's still mad that we don't know what that... We've seen leaks and there's teases and stuff like
2: that. But that game in theory, will be out in a few months. I'm increasingly convinced it it's going to get a full reveal inside Warzone. Like, it's not yeah. going to be tied to an event. Well, They're I just gonna they I think they might be doing that.
1: Is. They might be looking at what Fortnite do, and to an extent, the level that Rockstar have, but that, they
3: can just do their own thing now. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm very... There's intrigued. possibly more people in Warzone than there would be on a Twitch stream, though, right? Like, the amount Easy. of players that yeah. game has.
2: Well, also, that it's not a... It, it doesn't become diluted. You know, like... Mm-hmm. Obviously, IGN's coverage is unbelievable and it's the best <laughs> on the internet. But we are essentially, you know, like, there's our stream and then there's GameSpot stream and then there's Xbox's stream. Like, it's hard for, I would imagine, for, uh, you know, publishers to be like, well, what did we get? Because it becomes this, like, diaspora of people mm-hmm. who have decided to mm-hmm. put it up on their own channels. Whereas if they do it in Warzone, it's like, that is the captive yeah. audience. Like, you exactly. are done if there's just a trailer playing in
1: the stadium or something like that
3: well that, that was I literally was just thinking that if, they, if they're if they going to open stadium up like what better to put in a stadium than a show for what's coming for the future of Call of Duty mm.
1: would
3: intriguing be cool. anyway back to what we actually know that
1: uh, was Halo <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was Halo in short if you like Halo you'll probably like it
2: <laughs> it seems um, that way uh, yeah I, I'm interested
1: yeah uh, State of Decay 3 mm. uh A very CGI
2: trailer of a game that won't look like that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) The the unfortunate (laughs) thing with State of Decay is that I, I always love the concept and the execution generally lets it down um I like i really like the idea of like building a base and going out on missions and having permadeath and recruiting people and all that stuff um but state of decay has always come out as a thing so like even more than normal a cg trailer doesn't feel like it sells state of decay what i will say is that screaming zombie deer is amazing that's very good matched or beaten only by the horrific bear in annihilation uh for <laughs> disgusting <laughs> wildlife um but, Oh my god, that was re- that properly made me laugh when that happened. I was like, "Oh my god, it's so angry." <laughs> well, you would be, wouldn't you? I mean, what? Oh, I don't know. The impression I get from zombies is usually sadness, not anger. I'd be pretty angry
1: about it. I don't know. Maybe the actually the deer kind of had the tables turned. They were having a little. Was it a wolf? they were having a little pack on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so maybe they're actually very happy about this situation. Exactly. So not being Maybe that was a anyone.
2: scream of triumph. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Yes, <laughs> for the ancestors. <laughs> uh, but
1: yes, yeah, anyone have? Uh, we don't really know any more about state of the K. We can assume it'll be pretty much like the other ones,
2: but yeah. nicer looking. I'm glad. I'm glad it will exist. I hope that it comes out and is not broken. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, in a similar boat or
1: car, should I say? Forza Motorsport 10 uh, will be probably a very refined
2: nice looking racing game <laughs> that was at least in engine footage yeah. and yeah. obviously forza will look incredible because it always does um they'll do that thing where they get really pervy over car doors opening and shit <laughs> and you can like lift up the glove compartment box and look inside and see the guys siggies and gloves or whatever's in there <laughs>
1: they love, I'm, I'm pretty, yeah, i'm pretty sure these are Lewis Hamilton has like Benson and Hedges in his
2: yeah 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 little and some, and some travel sweets <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> those little, little hard word, candies <laughs> Murray Mints I reckon yeah
2: um those little gold boxes with little lime guys in them they're good oh uh, yeah all like the little, little Fisherman's Friends there's another Oh, <laughs> oh they're good yeah um all your travel sweets uh yeah like that's just what they'll do I I'm not a racing guy it doesn't you know work. To me, but I think it's a good. It was a nice one-two with Halo to be like. By the way, they, you know he's going to look yeah. like that. Don't worry about exactly. it. <laughs> if we're talking Forza, I
1: want Horizon, but of course they're busy doing something else. That's a different team, mate. I later. bet they're on
2: Horizon oh, no. Five. Don't worry. Oh, no.
1: Where do you think Horizon Five will be?
2: Oh, uh, where?
1: I'm going Japan. I'm going Moon. <laughs> Ooh, Put it I on
3: mean, the Moon. I mean, know Just, out of the two, which one I'd rather do. Zero um, G- I well. mean, the
1: moon would be pretty same unless it's like, like they do the no. Lego stuff again. And it's just a Lego civilization.
2: On no, the I'm, I'm thinking of that. Like um, that really sad. Is there? A th- is it a sad theme park on the moon in Future Armour? <laughs> or like those farmers? I just want yeah, like Moonbase. Give me Moonbase okay. vibes. Do a tie-in with okay. the Expanse. I'll go Japan. Um,
1: okay. <laughs> uh, ever Wild. Yes, yeah. please. Lovely. Um, another one where I think we all think this looks great. Loving the art style.
2: Loving loving the vibes. Lovely mm-hmm. vibes. I want to hear your... I'm not
1: sure what it is.
2: Yeah, I want to hear your guesses as to what it is. I've got a guess that I don't think is true, but I want to happen.
1: What do I think?
3: I don't so know. So I, think, it I think it's Sea of Thieves, but you're in a lovely forest, bringing the dead back to life in a lovely way, not a scary way.
1: Yeah, I think it's similar to that, yeah, kind of... Yeah, going around, and I don't know if there'll be combat or not. I'm trying to think what you're actually going to be doing on a beat-to-beat thing.
3: I so sort of like the idea that you're collecting bits of nature to help you cast your spells, and it's kind of like, a, you know, it's about reconnecting yourself with the outdoors, despite yeah, the fact it you're it indoors. Be, you need some sort of challenge. Is there going to be, like, is there going to be combat, or is there going to be puzzles, or is it,
2: I don't know. So I'm just, I can't remember whether people had weapons in the first trailer. I'm just watching it now. There's people wandering about, there's like piggy guys, there's an evil saber-toothed tiger. I don't see anyone with weapon, like spears or anything. It all seems to be magic. So basically, what I came out of that hoping for is um, reverse Monster Hunter. Like, you're in a nice fantasy land with crazy cool creatures doing mad stuff like vomiting fish into the <laughs> river. Um, and your job is to make them all happier. Like Because yeah. it would almost... like. There's a little bit of Viva Pinata to that as well, like Rare's like history with kind of caring for mm-hmm. weird stuff they've made up. Like, it would be a little sort of through line there if they did it. I have no idea if that's actually going to be the case, and I don't know how you do it as an online multiplayer if game. They, which if they confirmed it, is. Is that, it look. I mean, I'm guess the trailer had four people,
1: or
3: it looked very much like it will be a co-op yeah. game. I, I think really. they've had so much value from Sea of Thieves in the way that that game has evolved into this like incredible suite of everybody just getting together and pretending to be pirates.
2: Yeah. From my previous trips to Rare, and obviously these things change, I believe the Everwild team is quite a lot smaller than Sea of Thieves, which would lead me to believe that it is not a service game in the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, but whether that's still the case, I don't know. Um, but yeah, when I previously went, it was like here's the secret team, and that was at the time I think it was like fifteen or twenty people. Um, mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard to tell what, what I, this feels more like a one and done to me mm-hmm. rather than something that will live forever. Especially as they're bringing Sea of Thieves as an Net- optimized for Series X yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I am super into it. Yeah, I, I want to know more.
1: Um, tell me why the new game from Don't Not. Good oh, release nice love date, Life so is finally
2: coming thing. out. Yeah, well, chapter one is. And they <laughs> yeah. said it would be monthly, but, you know, can we trust Don't Nod with, <laughs> with release dates <laughs> anymore? Um, I'm into this. Like, I'm having the same thing I have with Life is Strange every single time one of those comes out, where I'm like, yeah, this definitely seems like a cool, worthy thing that I should play, and then not really thinking much more about it. But every time I've played Life is Strange, I've been like, fucking hell, this is good. Um and I bet I'll do the same thing with this. Um it looks it, i mean, it just is Life is Strange by a different title, right? Like yeah, so they can I, do an exclusive. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's uh its protagonists
3: are aged up a bit. It's kind of more of a yeah. early adult rather than young adult if there's a real kind of bar there it's like three years right like i know what you mean though like yeah. the tone
2: does seem slightly different
3: yeah i actually think like it looks a really nice graphical improvement over is mm-hmm. strange 2 as well like i genuinely dig how how it looks uh and yeah i think it's a game that's got something good to say right and i'm interested to hear that so bring it on if it has any of the sort of supernatural
1: elements that life they is are yeah, linked
3: yeah. yeah the
2: the the, okay. the because they're twins right and i think they've got like a supernatural bond that lets them see their past i think it is their childhood um so i think it's exploring their childhood which may be troubled in some way but they've returned to their home um and are Mm -hmm. like reliving it supernaturally together i'm sure it will be very sad uh (laughs) (laughs) but then ultimately uplifting at the end like most life if you make the right choice
1: maybe yeah yeah
2: if you do the right stuff
1: (laughs) yeah good good uh thought uh, briefly put in here we've got Ori and Outer Worlds updates basically they're both coming to Series X upgrades but there is the DLC is it DLC or is it uh, yeah it's standalone. DLC for Outer
2: Worlds yeah. which is Perilong Gorgon which is written by one of the people from Outer Wilds which is stupid <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I mean it's brilliant but it's very stupid uh, but yeah I'm I I didn't enjoy Outer Worlds enough to make me. I got part want the way it. through.
1: Yeah, I never finished this. I don't know. It felt like it did feel like old Fallout, but I don't know if that was a good thing. I think <laughs> it's a I bit don't need yeah. old Fallout anymore.
3: I think it's a bit hamstrung by that. that was probably made on on quite a tight budget mm-hmm. and trying to. I think that would have been a case of ambition versus what resources they got, and I think I think they did admirably well and so like I enjoyed what i played but certainly not enough to get past the like 12 hour point like
1: Mm. yeah i got pretty much the same i will say it was actually genuinely funny at times which is very hard hard doing games agreed well done to them there (laughs) congrats Uh, incredibly successful studio (laughs) (laughs) i've not played uh the new Ori, but I have been told it's excellent. It's
2: so. fucking fantastic. It's very good. Yeah. I didn't finish it, sadly, but I'll get back to it at some point. You can on your Series X. When I upgrade. get my smart delivery Whatever. upgrade.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh Grounded. A game that is actually is it out next week, I think?
3: Twenty. Years. Uh, yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um The more I see of this game the more I'm into it.
2: Exactly the same with me. When it first got announced, I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> now I'm like, fucking hell. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, it looks really nice. Like mm. It seems like there's a bit more to it than I assumed there would be from survivally crafty type stuff. Well,
1: it's an actual like campaign, which I didn't yeah.
2: expect. I thought it
1: was going to be like multiplayer or like Battle Royale sort of thing, uh, which I wasn't into. And but, that yeah, trailer was, was genuinely survival. funny
2: as well. Yeah,
1: it's a full-on survival campaign. And... I'd happily play that with friends. Yeah. And you know what? I did a little bit of research. Something that I've added, which I didn't know. The game has an accessibility option for players who have arachnophobia, which allows you to decide how scary the spiders are going to be. That's cool, because also that
2: spider was fucking horrible in that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know um, how you make... Do you, can you just make them funny instead? I don't know.
2: Maybe they've only got one leg and they
3: pogo around. So I think I've read something about they, they reduce the amount of legs on it. I don't know if I'm just really? dreaming that, but I'm sure I've read somewhere that, yeah, that you can reduce the amount of legs on it and things like I that. A mini
2: little hat. If there's a fucking millipede in that game, that's going to be worse for me than a spider, so. Uh, there will be. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that cyberpunk joke in the trailer. Very good. Like, actually a wicked joke. Well, well done. All about
1: self deprecation. <laughs> yeah. So. Well done to I don't normally love a survival game, because uh, I find them generally irritating, but I feel like that one, it looks quite, just from the art style, I'm guessing it's more accessible. You're not going to have to eat and drink every second.
2: Well, that's it. So. I, I like a survival game where survival's built into the fabric of something wider. It's not the be-all and end-all. Like, I couldn't get on with The Long Dark, because that was kind of what it was. Whereas I can get on with off the top of my, well I guess like Zelda to an extent has some of that um, and yeah, like those things where it's like we'll use this as a flavour rather than as a, you know the meal um, mm-hmm. I'm kind of into that
1: I'll happily boot up my Xbox and give that a go if anyone wants to uh, survive together I'll boot uh, with you, let's boot yeah, off yeah. I keep keep thinking I should play that Sea of Thieves campaign because still haven't but, I've uh, only done
2: the first bit and it's great, <laughs> and I keep forgetting.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Need to get back on that. That is a game I look at every now and then. Like I should play that game more because it is brilliant. good. It's brilliant. Mm. Uh, different vibes now, though. Avowed. Hell yeah! Obsidian yep. RPG, which very much looked like Skyrim.
2: I could
3: practically
2: feel Matt trembling through the <laughs> through our Google call last night.
3: <laughs> I mean, sort of like that. When sort of like the idea of was it matt booty at the start or was it a uh, phil that was saying or maybe someone from the ceiling was just like oh yeah we're making a first person epic kind of rpg and it was like right they've already made their fallout let's see yeah. them make their own skyrim and yeah that kind of the the pulling of the long sword out in first person and the mm-hmm. the casting of the spell i know it's a cg trailer but i do wonder if that's a point to it's got a more intricate spellcasting system where you maybe have to draw something, because he does that, like, almost makes a shape in midair, right?
2: Mate, if they are pulling a fucking wonderful 101 spellcasting system into well, a mean, Skyrim game, come it's on. A
3: lot, it's a lot like... Um, if- I mean this is going back years I but know so what you're about to say Arx Vitalis <laughs> yeah right? there he
2: is <laughs>
3: um, so Arx Vitalis is Arcane's very first game and it is absolutely impossible to play by any modern standards but one of the things you have to do is if you want to cast a spell you have to go into a separate UI and move your mouse in a, in a specific set of sure. shapes you're
1: going to hate me for this it's almost similar to how they did it in the Harry Potter and the Philosopher's exactly yeah game. remember with those the fucking,
3: <laughs> Yeah, with Professor Quirrell drawing shapes with your mouse yeah, exactly yeah. the same games mm-hmm. if if it's that the one thing that is really interesting about avowed is it's actually set in the pillars of eternity um universe which obviously they've done two classic style isometric games in pillars of eternity um the second one sold like absolute shit and uh, it does very much feel the fact that they've not even used like the word eternity in like a subtitle or anything i think they recognize that dead fire did so bad commercially it's like let's not go yeah. wide uh, and sort of like Explicitly say it's connected to these games that no one seemed to care about, and let's sort of soft reboot our worlds in this 3D Skyrim-like thing, and yeah, think, let's see if people are interested
2: that way. And like, yeah. not you know, not to labour the comparison too much, but like most people played Skyrim or Oblivion first, not the first yeah. f- three to four mo- uh, Elder Scrolls games. Like yeah. it, they can pull that trick. I don't think that's oh, going to yeah. be a huge deal. I think
1: this is the one that xbox could bring people over with because everyone knows halo everyone like fable will get onto, but um like if here they do have a game that gets compared to skyrim and you can't play it on playstation yeah people will want to play that
3: yeah and the other thing is is i reckon they can get this game out before
2: before um elder Scrolls 6 100 percent, they will like it, yeah they've they've already said that starfield is years away yeah. So and they're making Elder Scrolls Six after that. So like yeah. this will come out first. Um, yeah. I'm the, Interestingly, this is one of those. This is one of the trailers that didn't get marked with Xbox One, which implies, based on one that they said before, that it's at it's least two two yeah. years away. Because um, they've said first couple of years, all Xbox Game Studios games will be One and Series X. Um, w- annoyingly and worryingly They also did that for Everwild Which means that could be fucking ages away And I didn't think it would be um, But yeah uh, I can't wait for this It's it's kind of a brilliant surprise uh,
1: As Dusk Falls Is a game from Ex-Quantic Dream team members um, I'm going to put this out there now that sort of art style is some of my least favorite art style that exists in this world I think in um, this I, world I, <laughs> Jesus. I can't stand that sort of like choppy frame no one's speaking but they're speaking sort of animation I real like it doesn't get on with me and I know that's harsh just to dismiss something completely but and the way it's quite obviously re-pe- real people with just that comic filter in Photoshop protoscoping type stuff yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. Do we know that that's
3: representative of what is what the game looks like? Though it's quite hard to tell.
2: I felt like it was. I mean, they are. It is very clearly um, building 3D elements into that world. So I do wonder whether that's that is a representative thing. They've they've called it an interactive drama, which I wonder if that is like a way of saying it's not. It's not like a, a game. It's not a game. <laughs> like yeah, as in it's, it's, not, it's a not a game where you are hands on <laughs> controlling characters yeah. in the way you would expect. But
3: that's how Quantic Dream would say what their games were, right? I because don't... they're up on their But at least high you're moving
2: the characters
1: around in it. I feel like this is very much gonna be a story told and you think like it... a choose your own It's more a choose your own adventure, I think. I think there's going to be scenes play out, and then you say, "Do you want to say this or say this?" It'll be I don't closer think you're moving around like, spaces.
3: Yeah, close to something like Erica, but not done as a live-action thing. Yeah, done as uh, a. It
1: kind of is Fmv, isn't it? But with a filter on it, it's, uh, it's it's hard to know. I don't know. It just didn't give me good vibes. It could be a great story, but I don't know.
2: I do like it the wasn't idea. It lot for me. I do like the idea of a story that starts with a major event and then plays out over like actual generations. Um, like well, yeah. it's played out over three decades, which I think is very cool. Um, yeah. We don't we don't know enough for me to be that harsh. But no, it didn't grab me. I do love that uh, <laughs> that Xbox has gone. Well, Quantic Dream just works for PlayStation, so I guess what we could do is have someone from Quantic Dream <laughs> and make our own Quantic Dream, right. <laughs> and that's basically <laughs> the deal. Yep.
1: Uh, next one, very brief. Hellblade 2. They didn't show anything new. It's in Iceland. So they showed some lovely shots of Iceland, which, as usual, looks stunning.
2: It, I mean,
1: Iceland's very fashionable. Yeah. <laughs> Iceland is going to have a good review from us. Yeah. Um, looks beautiful. They have lovely landscapes. This is the country, not the shop. Hellblade 2 does not take <laughs> place in the supermarket, Iceland. I mean,. Uh, that would be amazing. That would be the true sacrifice for Senua. Just senu, yes. Just hacking at some bird's eye fish thing. Mm. Um,
2: Psychonauts 2. A lot of twos in here. Uh, which- <laughs> it's that piercing insight that marks the yes. ITN UK podcast out from its peers. If, if,
1: if you like numbers,
2: you'll love us. Um, <laughs> um, this game's been delayed again, hasn't it? Yeah. I, I mean, like... They they never said it was. It just afterwards they were like, it's out in twenty twenty one. Um and it was originally out in 20, meant to be out in twenty nineteen. So yes yeah, it keeps going back. Um this time at it's least got- it sounds like it's for good reasons. Like so Tim mm-hmm. Schaefer came out the other day and was like, before when we were just double fine, not Xbox's double fine, we didn't have enough money so we chopped out all the boss fights from our game. Uh and then Microsoft bought us and we get to add them all back. So maybe that's Maybe it is literally a delay because they suddenly have enough money to actually make the game they wanted to, which, fantastic. Um, and Phil Spencer's come out and said the point of these studios is that we're giving them the time to make the games they want to, um, not unlike all of Sony's ones. Um, so I think that's a, a good sign rather than a worrying one in this case.
1: And they can afford Jack Black?
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, Jack Black loves Double Find, doesn't
3: he? Because he's been in This Will Be There. Third game, I think, because he's in yeah. Broken Age and he's obviously the
2: front of Brutal Legends. Yeah. And he's been good in all of them. I, I mean, you, it is very easy to forget that Jack Black's voice is fucking incredible. Like, when you hear him properly sing, you're like, oh yeah, when he's not talking about his dick in his songs, you're like, it's actually very affecting. Um, also, 20 years. Even when he is sometimes. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, Um Yeah, 20 years since the first Tenacious D album. Doesn't that make you Really? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that that really does
1: <laughs> um do we review have much love for psychonauts
2: uh I've played a bit of it, and I thought it was good. I know some people for whom it is like the best um and I, who I know are very very excited for this but yeah i've never I've never quite got to that level,
3: yeah, I haven't played a lot of the original psychonauts, but um I do generally i like Tim Schafer, I think. Um, a lot so even though i haven't played everything from kind of like his double fine side um i've played quite a bit of the stuff and it's his humor and that obviously that's why he has such a good sort of cast of people that work with him so uh yeah i'm looking forward to i think it's designed as well like i don't think you have to have played psychonauts one i think it works as a very good sequel to that from what i've read but i think there's also an element of hey, we're going to have a lot of new people here, so I'm kind of not worried about jumping on. And jump on, I will. It looks great. Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, I imagine you'll also be jumping on to Destiny Beyond Light because all those Desto heads, as I call them, (laughs) um, are big into this.
3: (laughs) Yeah, like, the thing that was quite nice, obviously so they're putting Destiny on Game Pass and that will include Beyond Light when that comes out in November. And because your accounts now are platform agnostic, it doesn't matter that I've played it on PC for most of its life. I can just play it on an Xbox. So that'll be what I'm doing if I don't have to go out and buy Beyond Light if it just comes with Game Pass. So mm-hmm. thank you, Bungie. <laughs> mm-hmm. and thank you, Xbox. Uh, a surprise that no
1: one's saw coming. Stalker 2, hiding in the shadows, lurking revealed
2: last night (laughs) the game that may or may not exist Uh, sorry well it's one of those ones where like the people who made the original stalker that studio just disappeared overnight in like 2011 or something Mm -hmm. then they said it got back together in 2014 and then in 2018 they said stalker 2 was coming out next year uh but at the time i can't remember who it was someone was basically like that was announced without anyone being told that was the ceo of the company as it stands now just saying that stalker 2 existed and and up until yesterday they had shown one screenshot of it like i have absolutely no doubt the game is a real thing but (laughs) when it's coming out is a very different question like yesterday it seemed like it was 2021 but then there was no dates anywhere and no one saying anything to do with them um so it is quite a Feels like quite a shaky proposition. There was a story this morning that said, in terms of official trailers, which isn't a perfect representation, but it has more views on the official trailer than Halo or Fable, which is kind of insane. Oh. Um, hmm. I didn't realise Stalker had this bigger following. But... So, Stalker well, on... it's ironic, because he's the one doing the following.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Stalker was like a massive deal on PC, but we're talking... I mean, it's obviously still got a big following, but... Mm when it came out in i'd be in high school i remember stalker was one of those games it's weird how the cycle's repeating because stalker took forever to be in development Mm. and it probably was the front cover of pc gamer about three times before it actually came out it was like we're doing it as a cover story because it's coming out this year and it never did so then you get two years down the line it would be cover story again um and yeah so sort of similar proposition the main thing is, is it's easy to get excited because so Stalker is in the same way of like a Bethesda game is, is a piece of genius that's incredibly rough around the edges and you know barely held together with anything more than duct tape. Um, I don't know how many people from the original Stalker team are actually working on this because of that way that the company sort of dissolved and then turned back up again. I don't know how excited to be about it yet because it's a it, that was a CG trailer, right? There was no. Yeah, nothing about what it literally. to suggest what it is and if it's still what stalker originally was which is kind of like an open world metro game but it's kind of more immersive simi. there's a lot more kind of gritty down and dirty shit that you have to do all the time and incredibly cautious kind of gameplay if it's that and feels like it's been updated for twenty twenty nine, let's say, which is probably when it will come out. Um, then I'm interested, but yeah, I, I would. I'm slightly worried that with the popularity of Metro, that it might just
2: be a shooter. Well, so the official description says first person shooter, horror, and immersive sim. Mm-hmm. Um, so, assuming that that's not just media Marketing, fluff, yeah. Um, at least uh, it might give some indication that they are pointing in the right direction, at least, which yeah. is good. Um, but yeah, I, I remain, you know, cautious about what <laughs> yeah. this actually
1: is. I think that's wise. Um, something, another one that probably had Matt Trembling.
2: <laughs> mate, a <laughs> Warhammer forty k Dark Tide. I was into this and all. Yeah, uh, I. Mean- so <laughs> I'm. I've always been forty k over regular, but. I've heard so many good things about Vermintide, the Skaven killing games that, uh, or just, you know, big rat boys, slam them up yep. with a hammer, um, <laughs> that the idea of that studio making it in the setting I care about is very, very exciting to me. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, I've always loved the lore around the Hive City or Hive Planet places, and that's where this is set. It definitely it looks like a game about correct me if i'm wrong like imperial guard versus zombies maybe so uh, is it left for dead it's definitely
3: left for dead (laughs) dead. jesse sent me a text last night and was like i saw that warhammer trailer and it looks really cool could you tell me what's going on in it so i can research the lore? yeah i sent him a seven message like link of (laughs) things look so basically actually so i thought when we first watched the trailer because obviously we were under the pressure of writing it up that it was an imperial guard Astra militarum sort of team you'd be playing as uh, it's not when you listen to the voiceover; they're being sent down by the Inquisition into this Hive City. Oh, you're playing as Inquisitors, team. so you're going to play as the Inquisition. Yes. which I'm well into. So, yeah, Cardi, the, that. the Inquisition are basically um, so in the Warhammer universe, the Ecclesiarchy, which is basically the religious government of, of humanity. Cardi, has this a is b- cooler than it sounds. It's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> has a bunch of witch hunters that basically dress up in incredibly gothic sort of really cool shit armor um and yeah so instead of zombies it will be pox which are basically humans that have been thrown through the warp and turned into monsters oh the chaos um, boys yeah yeah so it's grandfather nurgle as we say <laughs> in the trade <laughs>
2: Oh, oh, it's also so silly. Inquisitors uh, versus fucking plague boys. I'm into it. Yeah, I'm ready. And like
3: as you say, Vermintide. So Vermintide one is a bit kind of like really cool idea, but held together with nails and and a bit of tape. Vermintide two is genuinely very very good and has got. It's not just whereas Left for Dead. Obviously, you just play those mini campaigns kind of over and over, mm. and there's nothing more to it than that. There's. It's not that it went destiny but there's certainly a little bit more progression to your personal characters that you can play and you can unlock different sides to them so like if you played the uh like the elf in in that one she was kind of like a hunter and you choose which do you want to be hunting with knives you want to be hunting with bows and then you get war gear that would attach to that so the idea of all of that being applied to the 40k side yeah you know starting off as an auto hereticus kind of you know, maybe you can be a sisters of battle because that's what they're from that's what we're all
2: thinking if they actually pull shut up cardi let us talk (laughs) um if they actually pull from multiple sources of like if you know if 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 somehow they kind of law-wise pulled together like there's a space marine there's an inquisitor there's a sister of battle there's a rogue trader or something like that would be Mm -hmm. very very interesting to me um yeah
3: well, this... the, the vermintide stuff is based. The heroes are based on the Hero Quest ones right. from Remember the old Hero Quest board game. Yeah, yeah. So if they do the 40k equivalent of Hero Quest, where you do have a rogue trader, you yeah. have like you know all of that kind of stuff. I, I'm super interested to see where they go with this. And I know this is me getting incredibly nerdy, but hey, they're fucking making a 40k
2: game that looks like it's got budget. Yeah, um, I know. Like uh, this is one of those ones where people were like, "Oh, it's just a CG trailer, though. You can't tell anything." It's like, yeah, but if you actually Think about it for five seconds and who this is from. You kind of have a yep. sense of what this game will be, and that is an exciting thing. I'm glad yeah. it exists.
1: I will say every time you said rogue Traders, I did think of the old BBC yeah, yeah, program yeah. <laughs> where they went around and stopped... Uh, cowboy Builders. Cowboy Builders, yeah. <laughs> I think and you'll find I now want a game in. where you play as... A cow- no as a rogue trader stopping cowboy build. I'll be up for that too. You have to go around a house point out where they've done a shoddy job.
3: <laughs> and then shoot them with a bolt gun.
1: Yeah. yeah. Could do yeah. Okay. <laughs> Make road traders the game. Uh, <laughs> um, next up Tetris Effect Connected so the Xbox people will get to play Tetris for the first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, the
2: Xbox people. <laughs> <laughs> okay no one's been able to play tetris before Uh, again (laughs) this this is one of those ones where i know people are very excited i like tetris effect it's nice yeah that's it i've still (laughs) never played it exactly oh it's It's, a it's a it's a a good tetris game it's a very lovely thing like it is genuinely a very extremely chill game i don't understand why you'd want to play such a chill game in a competitive setting but you know that's just not my deal um i think there's a co-op mode which sounds mad i don't know what that means but uh like good so i'm glad it's there is it
3: essentially it's tetris 99 but sort of boiled into a, a tetris effect
2: style Maybe. game? right uh, oh no well actually no 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 because they said it was one to two player co-op uh competitive so i don't think there's going to be uh, a, a giant so player i mode. yeah i assumed it wouldn't
3: be 99 players but i sort of assumed they'd probably find a way to do it as eight but i guess two mm. at least there's kind of a Intimacy to it, which yeah. sort of fits with the madness of sort of like all those colors. And I mean, the main draw
1: playing Tetris effect to me was I played it in VR, mm. which you won't be able to do all that, but it's still a very good Tetris game, yeah. Yeah, uh, let's talk about the gunk,
2: yes, please, may we indeed.
1: Here's another one that gave me BBC flashbacks because I kept wanting it to be called The Gunge and Dave Benson Phillips starring in it. I mean, but that's an alternative, you know. I
2: mean, that's, you know, it's closer to the actual thing than Rogue Trader that's was. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sadly. This uh, is by my fave boys at the uh, Image Form who make all the SteamWorld games. I love the SteamWorld games so much. Um, this isn't a SteamWorld game, though, right? No, this is it's a separate... their first ever 3D game it's their first non-steamworld game since before no after the very first steamworld game on ds um so like it's been a long time um they've cancelled projects before that weren't SteamWorld. this is the first time they've made it through um and yeah fuck me it looks like mario sunshine and luigi's mansion on an alien planet like that's brilliant like what a great idea why has no one done this before (laughs) um and like there's cool sounding stuff like you're not just so the uh, if you haven't seen it the idea is essentially you're on an alien planet covered in a parasitic ooze called the gunk um and you are hoovering it up but by hoovering it up you collect it and can then use it on stuff um so it's kind of a dual system like it's not just can you get through this place metroidvania maybe it's also there's some element of puzzle solving where you use the gunk which makes me suddenly go like is this a world of goo thing Ooh. um i don't know if it will but um it would be nice to build a bridge up to places that you can't get yeah to without a gun. i know like um fucking oh is it shadow complex where you built things out of hardened foam you had like a gun that could build uh build
3: I platforms mean- I've not. I don't. I haven't played that. But certainly in Prey, you had the glue gun, which yeah. you used to be able to build bridges. Well, not bridges, but you could build staircases on walls and hop from. Yeah. Like glue glunk to goo glunk <laughs> to get up to places. I
2: don't. So I have no idea whether any of this is actually in the game. I'm kind of, <clears throat> hypothesising, but I think the fact that I'm this excited about the idea of that is is kind of a good sign. And you know, like it looks really nice, which I, I don't know if it's necessarily fair, but like a a company that has made 2D games solely it, you kind of go into them making their first 3D game with a little bit of trepidation but I just think it looks fantastic um looks,
1: they've always had strong art direction haven't they yeah so. absolutely
2: and yeah I think yeah. It, I'm very excited about it big into the music as well yeah mm. yeah mm. and just the gunk is a good name and there's something interesting in the press release as well where they talked about the concept they kind of talked more around the story than the actual game but one element of it is it's two people who land on a planet and you appear to be playing one of them but it starts talking about like a spiral of mistrust so it's part of the story that like these two people space haulers end up on this planet and then one stuck on the uh stuck on the ship and they start not getting on or not trusting that each other is doing the stuff they're saying they're doing, which sounds really cool. <laughs> like, a fun little thing. Um, so, yeah, I'm into it. Do you think Lots it'll turn theories. out that
3: the the gunk is the, the black oil from X-Files?
2: Yes, please. Crycheck turns <laughs> up. All that shit. <laughs> the gunk
3: is the other person.
1: A lot of fear is to de-gunk. Uh <laughs> uh another one you're into and another studio i know you love joe a bit of bloober boys with the medium
2: yes i do love the bloober guys although actually i haven't <laughs> i haven't properly played um blair witch and i thought layers of fear 2 was a little bit dull so
1: okay maybe you don't love them. Enough. well
2: i love i love layers of fear <laughs> and i love Obser- like i particularly love observer um and i'm always happy To see them pop up because i I just think they're one of those studios whether you like it or not they're interesting they're just constantly trying stuff um and i'm very happy to see another new ip and the idea behind this one is a lot more gamey than their other stuff like they've always been about horror and perception and like kind of messing with your view on a world i've not seen them mess so much with like actual gameplay mechanics before um and the idea so the idea behind the medium is that you are a medium uh and there's the real world but you can seamlessly switch into the spirit world at any time which is the same space but completely rendered differently and it is constantly the two are loaded at all times in the hardware um which obviously you start thinking about like how do i use this world to solve puzzles in the other world um are there enemies that can only see me in one are there enemies i can only see in one How's like, how does this stuff play out? And also I love that their spirit world isn't just like floaty evil. It's fucking it weird beautiful. gross, yeah. like orangey skin coloured, like
1: It looks horrible. Yeah, it looks really unpleasant. It seems
3: to me as if it's a game built on the foundations of two of the greatest missions ever made, which would be Dishonored Twos, A Crack in the Slab and effects and cause from, from Titanfall 2. Mm-hmm. So if you're spinning that into a whole game and using that, and like the idea of that that mechanic of switching between worlds only has so much space to grow when you're doing it in... I mean, in Titanfall, it's over and done in about 15 minutes. Cracking the slab might be an hour. Like The idea of a multi-hour experience that builds on that, mm. I am very excited for that. Yeah,
2: it's one of those mechanics where you just go, you can immediately start spinning the ideas out in your own head. Like the gunk, actually, where you just suddenly like, Oh, I wonder if they'll do that. Um and yeah, I'm just very happy that Blooba team are getting to do more cool stuff.
1: But they're nice. Uh Fantasy Star online two.
2: I know people I are, have anything? I know people who are obsessed with this game. Um and if this is an opportunity for me to understand that and it's on Game Pass, like, I'm into that. That sounds kinda cool. Um Although weirdly it's out in I think it's out in the US and not here still which I don't understand. Um, that hasn't happened for a while. If if indeed it is true, and I'm not talking shite. Um, <laughs> but uh, the uh, the other interesting thing is that this is, in Japan, is scheduled to come out on Switch. Um, so I don't know whether that's going to happen over here as well, but I like the idea of a nice little fun online MMO thing to play on Switch. So that could be cool too. Hmm.
1: lovely. Uh, Crossfire X is a weird one for me
2: i actually really liked that trailer <laughs> yeah it looks it's
3: I, I, call of duty made by remedy which is
2: definitely exactly, something it's i want play. by a really sad version of x gonna give it to you <laughs>
1: yeah it was a bizarre mix but yeah that's the connection you mentioned the remedy connection they've written have they just written the story or have they also i think they're developing the actual, yeah no they've developed they developed it. the yeah. full campaign. yeah that sort of gives you hope because I'm not going to lie, the Crossfire X multiplayer I've seen doesn't do a lot. For I me. thought it
2: looked all right. <laughs> I'm
3: kind of into it. So, I'll, I'll definitely give it. Like all, literally everything we're talking about is going to be on Games Pass. Of course, I'm going to try all of these <laughs> games out. Yeah, I'll give I'll give a few rounds for Crossfire. I must say, like I'm now I'm not a Counter Strike guy. Mm. Like I prefer something that's a, a little bit. Counter Strike is very pure in its mechanics, and I admire that. But I prefer something. You know, Siege is my version of counter strike that i like and obviously crossfire's got a few interesting ideas like with that mode where some of you are all invisible and some of you aren't um so that's kind of interesting but yeah it's the it's the campaign that does it for me like i want to see remedy to a first person shooter yeah, yeah of absolutely I, do. I think
1: they said the multiplayer is on game pass the single player is not mm. you have to buy that separately
3: fine oh, i so- will buy it if it's remedy <laughs> yeah i could deal with that yeah
1: mm-hmm. i'm into it uh no idea when that is actually coming though, do we? It's twenty twenty. Yeah, it is this I year. Think. Is it twenty twenty? Is it this year? I cool. just not dated. Good news. One we have no idea about and the big ender which everyone seemingly would have set everything on fire if they hadn't shown <laughs> <laughs> is Fable. I hey. mean this is one of those
2: CG trailers where you're like, Well, yeah, but <laughs> um It will look like that. <laughs> well, not quite I I'm intrigued by Fable because obviously uh brilliant so glad it's being made i'm glad that it appears to be going back to the original fantasy style setting Mm -hmm. like the steampunky stuff was fine but i think fable has has its roots in a more interesting place um the reason i say it might look
1: like that is because playground yeah do makes i know car games do always look great but horizon in particular looks absolutely stunning and
3: horizon has more to render than a regular car game Mm -hmm. does because it's not just making tracks with backdrops it has to make an open world yeah so yeah i think there's a lot a lot of reason to trust that studio
2: absolutely the problem is that i think personally and i think a lot of people thought that this game was quite a lot further on uh and so when i I was convinced fable was going to be shown i was also convinced that we would actually see the game um, yeah. And I'm, uh, I'm not concerned because make the game at whatever pace you want to, but I'm slightly sad that it's not further on because well, Playground's new studio got set up what 2016 maybe? It's a while ago then. Mm. I mean, these rumours have been circling for at least two years now, right? Maybe February 2017 they set they set up there or they announced their mm. second studio had been set up. So that's three years of development presumably yeah
1: who knows they could mm-hmm. have a lot they just didn't i don't know why they wouldn't have shown it yesterday uh maybe they wanted the big gameplay thing to just focus on halo and not take the light away mm. from that as much mm. it would have been really save nice fable for another time
3: mm. it would have been really nice to have topped and tailed with like you know you get 10 almost 10 minutes of gameplay at the start for halo and then hey this one is going to be a year later let's say but here's 10 minutes of what fable currently looks like mm. and i think it's i want to know i desperately want to know what this version of fable is because fable changed quite a bit between one and three yeah like one is uh, fable always has its own flavor but one is closer to a more traditional rpg whereas two kind of peter molyneux's idea for two was very much like this is an rpg that anyone can play so you wouldn't properly die um there was a lot more kind of like the combat was way more accessible and not as deep but the depth came from the world because I think it was two that you were able to buy like your own house and Mm. and stuff like that and then in three it was a case of like the game was split into two and the first half was a traditional Fable game and the latter at least latter third was kind of this weird kingdom management game where you passed a load of orders and stuff like that so I want to know is it a combination of all those ideas is it as you say the visually it's much closer to Fable 1 so are we getting a more traditional RPG those are the just very basic things that I want to know, that even if it wasn't to see a lot of gameplay, I kind of want to know what we're building towards.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I, uh, I'd be very interested to know if they have a a beat in mind to just talk about Fable. I don't know whether they do. Um, but I would I would really like them to. I would really li- I think part of this and I think part of the reason there's been a slightly shaky reception to the conference as a whole is that, yes, there was, even if you were super interested in a lot of those things, there was a lack of information in some regards, like about where we're at with these things. And I know that's not always possible, but just to get someone going like, here's a sentence overview of what Fable is beyond the words, a new beginning um, would be really good. Um, and I yeah. I, we can well, briefly... I would like them to, to address that at some point. Yeah, We
1: can briefly talk about the conference as a whole, because I know, Joe, you enjoyed it quite a lot. Yeah. I was more on the side... I didn't think it was a bad conference, by any means. I thought it was a good conference and a lot of good games. They're just not the games I'm into. Mm-hmm. So for personally, for me, PlayStation... To speak to me a lot more, they're the games I want to play in this there was only a handful of ones, like I'll definitely give, I've never been a Halo person but I'm definitely going to play Infinite and give it a go when it comes out yeah. and Fable I will and The Gunk, and a couple of others but as a whole they're not my sort of games so I thought they did a good job of just wall to wall games which Xbox have notoriously not done in the past so I think people are very happy people I saw on the internet seemed more happy than not with it
2: yeah I think like to me to me overall this edge is the first Sony conference in terms of the stuff I want to play I think both of them have struggled with showing us what the games actually look like I think we're still weirdly in a place where we just don't know the level of visuals on next gen Mm -hmm. like it's very hard to tell what games are going to look like um, which is strange uh, Do you think
3: that's tactical, though? Because you know we've always we've long had sort of like when Tom wrote the piece for us about don't expect these games to look yeah. really all that more advanced than what we've got at the moment. And you know I've always said I'm if if the Last of Us is what a benchmark can be, then fine. Yeah. But yeah, like I'm for me sort of like across both conferences, I'd say there are equal numbers of games that I'm quite excited for from both. So I'm now in a case of where. Provided funds allow, I'll be getting both of them. Yeah,
2: I think there's a really good... Um, I don't think this... There is a really good uh, op-ed on games industry at the moment about how the console war's over, and it's not about one winning. It's just all three console manufacturers are going for just completely different things now. There, There isn't a competition anymore. Um, like, Sony are being very traditional, Nintendo are being Nintendo, and yeah. like doing what they've done for the past 20 years and like xbox have decided to be a different kind of company and like this is what i was saying before what i think it's i what i find increasingly bizarre is that people want a reason to spend 500 to 600 pounds that they don't mm. necessarily have to and they're annoyed that they don't want mm-hmm. to and that, like that just i don't have that bit in my brain like yeah i would like a series x because i like the idea of playing a lot of these games in the best possible quality but if I didn't want it, and that I got to still play all those games, well, that's wicked.
1: <laughs> it yeah. just seems especially so good, good to me, especially but if like, exactly. you have a very
2: good PC because
1: you can play pretty much all the games they showed. Yeah, well, so not all, all of them. Of them yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: that's the thing that I'm thinking at the moment. Like, if if the Series X is priced at like 750, I don't think my I wouldn't be able to stretch to that yeah. this year. So. But Halo doesn't have ray tracing at the moment. So actually, I can play Halo probably at its best on my PC because mm-hmm. I, do, I don't have a ray tracing capable graphics card. But if I don't have to buy it this year, but I can still play Halo and it looks great, then Super will buy it next and year. And then it's free next year because you've yeah, already yeah. bought
2: it. Yeah, like yeah. This, this is, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just such a confusing argument to me that that people are upset. And, and like, they've to me, it is it's the console strategy I think is fantastic like i will get a ps5 because i'm mm-hmm. lucky enough to, you know like i probably will have enough money to get it um yeah. and i know not everyone's in that situation and choosing what is hard but ultimately kind of what's happening is if you can get your ps5 and you could probably very cheaply play all the games you wouldn't normally get to play alongside it that's fucking mm-hmm. cool um it's mm-hmm. I, the direct opposite of when, so when Xbox
3: One came out of the gate and they were like, we've made this digital-only console mm. that's kind of very DRM-focused and basically, you know, was the kind of anti-consumer console in inverted commas, and everybody went batshit about it. How dare you? Sony made fun of them by doing the, you can borrow someone's game mm. by just giving them the game. So this time around, I think Spencer has done a very, very good idea with his team, which is, let's just make the most consumer-friendly console that we possibly can, which is, you don't even have to buy the console <laughs> yet, and we're going to give you all the games for like a tenner a month. Yeah. And everybody goes ballistic. Well, not everybody, but you get the people going ballistic. So I, do- I think the answer is, is you can't win on the internet. Yeah.
2: I do love that. When, um, was, uh, if you look, the the Game Pass thing, everyone's like... I've seen people arguing, that like, oh, at some point this is diminishing returns, you're not going to be able to afford to make games anymore. It's like, it's got, at this point, 10 million subscribers at at least $10 a month. Think about how much money is currently being spent. That's paid. 100 million, that. What? So, <laughs> um, <it's> like, <laughs> just... And if that's, like, pre-next-gen, pre-exclusives that you can play on other stuff, like, it's it's an absurd amount mm-hmm. of money they're making out of this. Yeah. I, I, and the I, thing I think is, it's fantastic.
3: Yeah, Developers aren't going to sign up to Games Pass unless they get their, their dues. Mm. And it will almost certainly, I, I, obviously we can't say because Microsoft keep very quiet on numbers and stuff like that. I'd imagine deals are done in the same way that Epic do, where we'll we'll give you the money for the equivalent of this amount of sales that you would normally make in this period, and we'll have you on Games Pass for that. There has to be something that makes it worth Developers, while about not selling it in a traditional way, so I'm fairly sure developers are getting what they need to keep keep working on these games and maybe even saving them from not getting the sales that if they they had like a bad month or something like that. So yeah, I'm I'm all for seeing Game Pass evolve. Do you know what I'm all for seeing evolve? The Endless Search. the UK IGN crew. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and the ones in twos we got the games gonna play for you Inside i got a question for you Hold
1: at
2: the DJ, we're coming through Yeah, yeah, and the ones in twos we got the games gonna play for you Inside i got a question for you Is it in the search? Joseph's got a quiz. I do. I've got a quiz by a man called Charles Williams. Don't see a lot of Charleses around these days. I like a return of a Charles. Hmm. Um... This is called the shittest link, <laughs> which I really like. Um, it's pretty simple. You get four names, and then you work out which one doesn't fit in the pattern. Does that make sense? Oh, They're okay. celebrities. It's all. I believe it's all filmy people. Yeah, film, right. filmy TV people. Okay. Um, so you get a list okay. of four names, and then first one to tell me why one of them doesn't fit in gets the the okay. win. I think I. I think I understand. It sounds simple. It is pretty simple. Uh, Okay, question one, or list one. Alan Rickman, Jim Broadbent, Liam Neeson, Martin Freeman. Oh, I almost thought where we were going there. Yeah, Yeah. he literally says, some fake outery. (laughs) Mm.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, So, Alan Rickman, Jim Broadbent, Liam Neeson... Martin Freeman.
2: Correct. Who is the shittest Link? (sighs) (laughs) Billy You are a threat. Goodbye.
1: You uh, are a threat. (laughs) Yeah, I had this little, um, like, plastic version of the weakest Link, like a board game version that you'd play. And one of the, um... You'd play against like it'd just be like these computerized voices in it. You play against like nine other people, and one of them, if they didn't like you and you were playing too well, they'd vote you out, and they'd just go, "You are a threat." Bye. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me laugh. So That's much. good. <laughs> um, anyway, these people—Rickman, Broadbent, Neeson—these people. I think we all were thinking the Harry Potter link.
3: To yeah. Start. <laughs>
2: um,
3: this is annoying. I've, it's I've be no really idea. Obvious,
2: isn't yeah. it? Can you both pass? Oh. <laughs> oh. Uh. 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 No, I can't. I can't.
3: Um. Do. Is is Liam Neeson the, the shittest link because he doesn't play a character that has a doctorate? No,
2: but that's. <laughs> is I it love Liam that. Neeson because he's Irish and all the rest are English? No, actually, it's not. you well, both that, guessed. That is, that is true. Jim, Jim Broadbent <laughs> did not feature in the film Love Actually. Oh, my mind didn't go there I went through all of them
1: like Marvel, <laughs> Harry Potter, Star Wars <laughs> this,
2: is, this is the problem with these Is that there may be legitimate links that we stumble across That yeah. aren't given I
1: know they won't be as stupid
2: as one's I No, absolutely not <laughs> uh, All right, George Clooney Tilda Swinton Christian Bale Natalie Portman I think Go again. Oh no actually no 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 no. I I still think this is pretty hard. <laughs>
1: Are pretty much all of these they're in a film and one isn't.
2: Um <laughs> no actually some sort of hint. Okay. No, most of them aren't. Okay.
1: Uh what have we got? Sorry swims.
2: There's one oh. on here that I didn't see before that I think is literally impossible. <laughs> but not not yet. Sorry, what were they? They were Swinton. Clooney Portman. Swinton, Bale Portman.
1: Like, well, t- I'm trying to think if Natalie Portman or Till Swinton have ever played Batman. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a Batman. <laughs> um, this isn't easy, is no. it? No. <laughs> Without any clues as well. Like- um
2: um how do i how do I give a clue we need i think we need a clue system here mm. what clue can I give that doesn't make this incredibly obvious oh I, I I'll tell you what I could just like narrow down uh how do we how do we do it do I narrow it down or do I give you what the actual Link between three of them are, and you work out which one isn't in it.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the easiest way is, or you tell us which one it is, and we have to say why. Oh,
2: I like that. I think that's more interesting. Okay, let's go do on because it's almost impossible just <laughs> to think. Yeah, of okay, let's do that. the The odd one out. So you get half a point if you get this, rather than one point. Okay, okay. Uh, is Christian Bale, Clooney, mm, that's not the Swinton, one, to be? Bale, <laughs> Portman. I, I I genuinely picked this because I thought this was the nice like quick quiz. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot harder yeah. when you have the answers, isn't it? Yeah.
3: I've genuinely not not a clue. A film that's or something that's got Clooney, Tilda, and Portman they all
1: play. I feel like they've all played, but they can't have all. They've all played
2: characters linked to presidents. No, I <laughs> mean <have been> maybe. <laughs> Well, I mean, also Bale was in Vice, so he wouldn't. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, no. There we go. Christian Bale has never had a role in the ensemble of a Wes Anderson film. Oh, I think that's hard because you forget Natalie Portman was in Darjeeling Limited. Anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah, I've not, she, I've not she's, seen
3: that one either. She's not in it a lot, is she? I don't think. Is she just in the she's, she's opening in, section? Yeah, and then
2: I think she's in that short film that he made with it. Yeah. I thought that one was hard. Uh, this one I think is slightly easier. Okay. Jo- if either us get one of these, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Jodie Foster, Melissa McCarthy, Nicole Kidman, Sandra Bullock.
0: Hmm.
2: Hmm. Oh. S- say them again? <laughs> oh, wait. Uh... I oh, just clicked off it. Where is it? There it is. Foster, Jodie, Melissa McCarthy, Nicole Kedman, Sandra Bullock. God's
1: sake. Um,
3: um, is it Melissa McCarthy? Why? The others have all played FBI
2: agents? You
3: are,
1: no, she has, though, hasn't she? You are wrong. Is it Nicole Kidman for the FBI reason?
2: Nicole Kidman has never played a U.S. <laughs> intelligence agent. Is the uh... <laughs> I feel bad about that one? <laughs> Matt's looking I like thought, he thinks so... Nicole Kidman has played.
3: So I thought there was a film earlier this year where she was an agent i
2: mean everyone's played an agent haven't they i should have checked these because i've just realized the next one is wrong <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm gonna skip this one i'll just tell you what it is and we'll shame charles. we'll shame charles for it um this one was steve martin jeff bridges tom hanks will smith and his answer is steve martin of course does not have children in showbiz but he lists Bo bridges who is jeff bridges's brother so <laughs> come on mate uh this one. Oh, I think this one's interesting. I like this one. Kate Winslet, Reese Witherspoon, Laura Linney, Cameron Diaz. Hmm. Winslet, Witherspoon, Linney, and Diaz. <laughs>
1: Is it. They've all starred in a film with Jim Carrey. Apart from Witherspoon?
2: Correct! Reese Witherspoon huh. has never played a love interest opposite Jim Carrey. He's done it. That He's got say. a full point. Yes. Uh, oh, this is. I like this too. Tom Hardy, Michael Keaton, Jake Gyllenhaal. Sorry, Jake. <laughs> Jake sorry. Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that was uh, I've been listening to loads of old Adam and Joe Podcasts and there's one where they purposely Mispronounce his name as <laughs> 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 Sorry I'll start again Tom Hardy, Michael Key and Jake Chillenhall and Jamie Fox.
1: Ooh. Um mm. Oh Little... Oh, it's they've all played Spider-Man villains apart from Tom Hardy. He's played a Batman villain.
2: Yeah, sort of. What the? That's true. Technically, I mean, Tom Hardy has played a Spider-Man villain. Played Venom. Oh, but there's right. a there's a there's an element of nuance to this.
3: So so oh, so Hardy's played... the only one that hasn't been in a Spider-Man film.
2: Yes. Tom Hardy hasn't played a villain opposite Spider-Man. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. I think that's a very good one. It's naughty. Uh I'm not going to re- I thought
1: it was going to be one of a- been against Garfield and the others had. I'm not going
2: to read this next one cuz it's a bit mean. Um <laughs> about the Me Too movement. Uh oh. <laughs> I should have read these. This one, right, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna. Well, I read the first two, and I was like, "It's hard, but we could do it." Um, I'm not going <laughs> to d- even bother with this one because it is literally impossible for you to get it. Tell me if I'm wrong afterwards, and I'll I'll apologize. Julia Roberts, Penelope Cruz, Meryl Streep, Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart <laughs> has never been gifted an honorary award at the San Sebastian oh International Film Festival. <laughs> Charles, you're playing with a different level of people to us i'm
1: not getting that i appreciate that we're not sight and sound
2: magazine
1: (laughs) i i that is that's a great
2: this one is more our level (laughs) okay i feel like i've been mean to Charles here it's more my fault for not reading them through first and making up my own (laughs) sigourney weaver laura dern julianne moore emma stone
1: Hmm. Is it that all of them apart from Meryl Streep are natural redheads?
2: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's not what's done on the page. <laughs> it's, it's also, also not wrong. also Meryl Streep wasn't in that list, so <laughs> uh, wasn't Sigourney she? Weaver, Laura Dern, Julianne Moore, Emma oh, Stone. Sorry, Laura Dern then is not <laughs> also no, because Emma Stone
3: isn't a natural redhead. Emma uh, Stone is blonde.
2: She's not an actual redhead. No, she everything's a lie. <laughs> Cardi's running over to his wall of pictures, <laughs> ripping it off. No, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Weaver, um,
1: Dern, uh, Moore, Stone. Uh, they've all got Oscars apart from Dern. Incorrect. There you go. They've all, apart from Emma Stone, they've all met dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't
2: know anymore.
3: Do do, do the names again, sorry, Weaver, Dern, Stone. Weaver,
2: Dern. Moore, and Stone.
3: Is Sigourney Weaver the only one that's not been in a musical?
2: I mean, that's not what's down, but I'm also trying to work out if that's true. (laughs) Uh, That's not it. Sigourney Weaver has never won an Oscar. Cardi. Laura Dern won one for Marriage Story. I
1: just assumed Sigourney Weaver had.
2: Uh, And finally... Is this true? <laughs> I'm gonna look it up I'm not really, like I love I love it when it's a mess. This is a good game that I've not thought about enough. Is that is that true? let look. Like... Yeah, I think it's fine. Uh okay. Hugh Laurie, Damian Lewis, Idris Elba, Tom Hiddleston.
1: Sorry, say the first. Say the Hugh one. Laurie,
2: <gasps> Damien Lewis, Idris Elba, Tom Hiddleston.
3: Is Hugh Laurie the odd one out because he's never been up on the bookies for Bond? <laughs>
2: no, well, that's good though. <laughs> I'd love Laurie to play Bond. <laughs> Imagine what a fucking grumpy Bond he'd be. Or silly. Laurie Lewis Elba Hiddleston.
1: Hiddleston thinks he's not played a cat. <laughs> is it someone because have not played a cat? <laughs> it's, it's, it's nothing to do with the cat. <laughs> it's Hiddleston, though. <laughs> I'm just trying to get something out of you. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's so hard about anything. I know, to I know. <laughs> it is, it's
2: weirdly hard. Uh, I'm going to go down to the half point because you're both on one point anyway, so. This would okay. still be a decider. It is Hiddleston. Okay. But why is he... And we had Laurie, Elba and... Laurie, Lewis and Elba. Damien Lewis.
1: Oh, they've all been in US shows of US accents, apart from Hiddleston.
2: Correct! Ah. Tim Tom Hiddleston has not played an American in a hit US TV show. One and a half points to Simon Cardy is enough to secure the victory. <laughs> in the incredibly <laughs> difficult shittest link. Um, I reckon there is a game in there somewhere. <laughs> I think, I think there's a way of turning of pairing that down in difficulty and keeping the the dream alive. Uh, what you could you could do it almost as the countdown of points. So like, can you name the shittest link from just four names? Can you name it with one slightly hard clue? One easy clue. That kind of thing. We could work on that. Uh, I will not be including a San Sebastian International Film Festival honorary (laughs) award section, though.
1: I feel like we should in every quiz now. That should be around.
2: Charles, I'm not saying... By the way, I want to say, Charles, I'm not saying you were mean for including the Me Too thing. It's more a legal issue (laughs) Um, (laughs) that we would be saying that some people are Me Too-y and some aren't. Uh, but Willem Dafoe oh, is nice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the others? Allegedly okay. not. Um, Willem Dafoe was, the in that case, actually a wicked link, because he's a nice man. Let's do feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's move on to that.
1: Uh, I've got a quick one here from Chris Boots, who says, Hey guys, love the show, and I look forward to listening every week. Good. Well, bless you. Um, after watching the showcase last night, the Xbox One, that is... While there's plenty to look forward to, Hell Bay 2 looks great and the gunk looks like Mario Metroidvania in space, I found myself a little bit underwhelmed. I think I was hoping they were going to come out with a big, sprawling, heavy hitter to rival Sony, but that wasn't the case. My question is, do you think this will be the strategy going forward with Sony delivering the AAA sprawling cinematic experience, while Xbox have their main franchises, Halo, Forza, Gears and use the value of Game Pass to pepper in games that aren't as huge, but provide a decent spread of variety, without the need to put your hand in your pocket, since it's all included in the same subscription. I would say a lot of people would call Halo a big heavy hitter.
2: Yeah, uh, I so also... I think, but, uh, he's, uh, Chris seems like a hung surprise, up on a, a, big um, a He loves a sprawl, and I think you're absolutely right, Sony had more sprawl, in the form of your, your Horizon, <laughs> and maybe Mm. your Miles Morales, if it's not little. Um, I will say, I think Xbox's key problem in a first-party sense at the moment is that they're kind of starting from nothing again. Like, Halo Forza Gears, we know what those are. Um, The other stuff, like, they've just bought these studios, so Avowed probably is a big, sprawling surprise, but we just didn't see it. Um, And Mm. I think we'd need to get to a situation where these and we still don't know what's coming from the initiative um you know the rumors are perfect dark but who actually knows but that's the studio that was set up specifically with a Sony competition in mind it's in Santa Monica it's in uh, it's using a bunch of people like God of War Christian Cantamessa who wrote uh Red Dead Redemption uh on, from the other side Sunset Overdrive one of the only Xbox one exclusives that people still talk about is a director there. Like, they are bringing in all the people you would expect for that game. It's just that that studio was founded in 2018, and so they're two years into whatever they're making. It's going to be a while away. Um, I think I think it's... I, I don't think this is indicative of strategy as a whole. I think it's strategy right now, because that's what it can be, um, would be my takeaway from yesterday. Hmm. I would agree with you
3: wrong yeah Yeah, you've said it all I have nothing more to add
2: okay Joe
0: oh yeah I'm reading it
2: this is from Alex (laughs) hello boys long time fan and love listening to you all except of course Joe I really want to point out (laughs) The point is that I am uncomfortable with praise. It's not that I want to be insulted. But, you know, either way. I enjoyed listening to your thoughts on Ghost of Tsushima last week. I'm still only a few hours into the game myself, but one thing I found very striking is how much pleasure the game takes in the more peaceful moments. The little touches of humanity as Jin thinks about his his loved ones while he soaks in the hot springs, the way he always makes sure to thank NPCs for giving him hints, even useless ones, and taking the time to pet that good boy fox. I really love that Tsushima feels more like a vehicle for getting... feels more than a vehicle for getting between fights. Above all, the haiku re- writing mechanic is one of my favourite video game innovations in recent years, uh, which I agree with. Inspired by it, I've had a go at summing up my feelings on the game in haiku form. Oh. Western Tsushima. Jin is chilling out. Maxin. Relaxing all cool.
3: <laughs> there you go. I'm going to say that sounds oh. slightly more West Coast America than yeah. Japanese,
2: but... My question for you is more of a challenge. With this generation of consoles coming to a close, I'd love to hear you describe some of your favourite games from the PS4, Xbox, and Switch era through the medium of haiku. I think it will make for a very serene bit of podcast, which we could all do with a bit of right now. All the best. Alex, Ghost of Peckham. (laughs)
1: Peckham. Uh, I'd pick a game. Uh, I just want to briefly say, I've played like 10-12 hours of Shishima now. I'm really enjoying it. It is definitely... Repetitive, but I'm just in the mood for it. <coughs> While people think of their haikus, those are my thoughts on Ghost of Tsushima, and I can't stop using photo mode. Which, if you follow me on Twitter, you will have seen.
3: Joe's <coughs> twiddling his moustache. Yeah, I'm just, thinking it's about... five seven
1: yeah. five, isn't it? Five seven five. Sorry, I'm just. I think I'm going to go God of War.
2: <sighs> I know what I'm going for, but it's part of the it's part of the surprise. Who,
1: who's going first?
3: I am definitely not going to be able to. I was. Haikus were the bit. When you did poetry at school, I could never get my hang of haikus. And I know that they're supposed to be simple, but.
2: Okay, I've got the middle bit.
1: (laughs) Joe, I think I've got one. I'm going for it. Are are you ready?
3: Yeah, go on, Cardi.
1: Kratos and his boy. (laughs) (laughs) Big Axe and. Not so big bow. (laughs) Troll blood
2: everywhere. (laughs) There we go. Uh, Stunningly performed. Only game you need Dynasty Warriors 8 (laughs) Extreme Legends, yeah? (laughs) Jesus Christ. Can we put that music right, you know well, the music behind the haikus where it's that Japanese lady going? Ah! <laughs> I,
0: uh,
2: can we put that behind?
1: <laughs> Come on, Cardi. I'll, if I can find that I'll yeah. do it. I'm not promising I'll anything, fight. so I'll if it's not it that right I apologize now. to it.
3: Right. I can't I can't write a haiku under this sort of pressure, <laughs> so I'm gonna mo- <laughs> I'm gonna move on to a bit of feedback from uh, George Glyn. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, all you want. There, I mean, I'll boo. The I've uh, just reading through this. This is disgusting. <laughs> 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 Hi guys, I'm addicted to dipping what sits in Marmite. Ooh. This is this is. Grotesque. I didn't think it
2: would be this this thing.
3: Ever since the weird food combinations topic came up i had been considering sending this email For some time And I've tried on several occasions But always got too self-conscious before hitting send Oh Matt, you've ruined it I didn't say I didn't want to hear about it But I think it's gross No, no, they won't want to hear about my Mighty Watsits I would tell myself Well, I fear no more I am who I am And that is a sentiment that I appreciate I still think they sound gross I first explored the concept of providing a dipping companion for the cheesy crisps when I was 14, and I had some spare Watsits left over from my Watsits Hula Hoops Ham Philadelphia Sandwich Mega Combo, <laughs> which is quite the Two quite different crisps in one sandwich. I love
1: That's mad. <laughs> Mega combo. They
3: are very, very different textures, aren't they, the Watsits of the Hula Hoop? Ooh, You've yeah. got a, a very a snap to a kind of crunch. Well,
1: it's the classic potato versus maize argument, isn't it? Potato maize versus or are maize, or are they wheat? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, anyway, back back to George. I searched the cupboards for the ingredients for my next snack venture and settled on the fan favourite Nutella, which provided to be a more than adequate dipping utensil for the Wot'sit, providing a chalky nutty boost and creamy texture to complement the Wot'sit crunch. Chalky
2: nutty boost. <laughs> Uh, so what is going? Oh my god! Oh my. Also, does it do what? It's go. not um, uh, melt. Like because they melt in I your sort mouth. I they that- melt in a in a in a Nutella. I
1: thought they'd just cr- like if you push it into the Nutella, they might just crumble.
3: Yeah, because Nutella's got is quite firm, right? It puts up some resistance. Gift. So yeah. anyway, <laughs> here we here we go. If that wasn't a boost enough, I experimented <laughs> with several spreadable what's it dips over the years. Biscoff, Raspberry Conserve, Butter. (laughs)
1: Butter! (laughs) You can't can't butter your Watsits. You You shouldn't need to butter your Watsits. (laughs)
3: Uh. Eventually, I reached Marmite and ended my search for perfection had been reached. My Marmite-y Watsits never failed to appease my thirst for cheesy, yeasty crunch. (laughs) although I do sometimes <laughs> mix it up with go for Bovril <laughs> instead. <laughs> when I'm craving a beefy
2: cheese crunch. Beefy cheese crunch. <laughs> that is a
1: good thing on the Taco Bell menu. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, lots taken there. I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, but I did share a with Joe. I made possibly the worst meal I've right. made in my life a few weeks
2: ago. It so bad. It was it, so it was bad. It wasn't even disgusting, tried... it was just depressing. <laughs> it really was.
1: I don't normally do this sort of thing. Uh, despite a lot of this email chat we have, but I tried to recreate the Taco Bell like sort of experience by at home making a taco <laughs> from like chicken tikka pieces, some chipotle sauce, <laughs> cheese, and then some Watson. <laughs> yeah. What it was horrible. It was
2: as you can imagine, dis And honestly, that's not far from the Beefy Cheesy Crunch. <laughs> it's really not. I was disappointed in
1: myself, yeah. but I had to share it. Uh, no, thank, thank you. Thank you for that, George. That yeah. was uh, eye-opening. <laughs> uh, as ever, if you want to send in feedback, doesn't have to be about Marmite or it's, but it's always appreciated. Do it to IGN underscore UKfeedback at IGN.com. Uh, maybe some video game haikus.
2: Send in some of those. <laughs> yeah, I am actually well into yeah. that. Yeah, do it. It would usually um, be a competition, a lot but no one's got things. Yeah, uh, should we have some Halo music? People like that. Yeah, it. can I sign off with another haiku? Oh, do it. Goodbye from us all at the IGN UK podcast prison yard. <laughs> 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 Okay. Put make sure to Bye. put that noise under it. The lady. Yeah, well, I will. It's it's already been done. Good, thank you. <laughs> okay. Right. Here's some halo. Bye. See ya. Bye.